Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. Hi, everyone. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe for free on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Greener Side with me, Kring Lakson. And today we will go back to the Great White North, Canada. We have already covered this before when we talked about the student visas, but now we have found someone who moved to the country under a provincial nominee program. And here with us today is Marianne, who is the host of Tita Talks podcast in Podcast Network Asia, and she will tell us all there is to know about the provincial nominee program. So hi, Marianne, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for inviting me here. It's good. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Excited to talk to you. <laughs> oh, I'm very excited then. Thank you so much for agreeing to be part of our show. Of course. Mm-mm. So before we start, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, so my name is Marion. I do host a podcast, yeah, which is the Tita Talks, which is about K-dramas. My day job is actually for an insurance company. I moved here to Canada since... September 2015. So I've been here for six years now. Mm, six years. Wow. And of all the countries that you could move to, bakit pinili mo yung Canada? Well, it's actually the most natural thing for me to do kasi my brothers are already here. Our eldest moved here 15 years ago and my other brother moved like 10 years after. It's the most natural thing for me to follow them here in Canada. Yeah. Mm, okay, so two older brothers ba? Yes, two brothers of mine and sila yung nauna dito. And then my other siblings are still in the Philippines. But Oh, right. Oo. Ilan kayo magkakapatid? <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Madami. <laughs> <laughs> so, may ano pa, may apat pa na hahabol sa Canada. <laughs> and could you tell me a little bit about this provincial nominee program, Mariano? Kasi this is the first time I've heard of it. And it sounds like something that, you know, not a lot of Filipinos know about as well. Yes, actually, it's a very good program. I believe it started way, way back early 2000. So the country, yung Canada, we have different provinces, right? So the province that I have uh, where I live right now is Manitoba. So Manitoba was in need of people to fill up the gaps uh, labor, because it's, it's a big province anyway. So they asked the people to invite or friends in other countries to move to the province. So it's essentially you nominate someone as a nominee, you submit documents, and once you are proven to be eligible, then you should, would be able to move here as a permanent resident of the province. Mm, okay, so in order to get into that provincial nominee program, mm-hmm. you have to be nominated by someone? Yes, yeah, someone who is already in ma- the province itself. Okay, and does that someone have to be a relative or it could it be a friend? 
or could it be a random stranger? Well, it's it's actually point system because if I'm not mistaken, it's actually a point system. So the closer that you are to the person who nominates you, the better points or the higher the points. But you can actually nominate a friend because I my brother did that for a friend of his. So he nominated that person and he was able to move here. Okay, so sabihin natin na ako, I want to get into this program. Mm-hmm. What would make me eligible to be included in this? Um, if you are coming from a different country? Yeah, in the Philippines, let's say. Okay. Um, of course, you have to have someone that would nominate you. So it has to be one of the provinces because not all provinces offer it. There are certain provinces lang na medyo mababa pa yung population, I guess na nag-nominate ng programs. So that's one thing. You have to know someone and that person would nominate you. But there's actually also some qualifications. Parang hindi, hindi lahat pwedeng mag-nominate. You have to also provide proof, I guess, that you can take care of this person pag nag-move na sila sa Canada. In at least one to two months, you can take care of his housing, and food, because that person would move to the country, no walapang work. That's the difference between the work permit visa and with the provincial nominee. Mm, yeah, this is really interesting. Because sa lahat ng na interview ko na may work visa, they had to have an employer yes. before they could move into the country. Mm-hmm. So this is the first I've heard of a program or a visa that actually offers you to move into the country without having employment first. Yes. So may certain provinces lang that offer that. Mm-hmm. And Manitoba, which is where you moved, mm-hmm. would they still be offering that program? Last I checked, they are still offering it, but the qualifications are mas mahigpit na siya compared before. Like before, kasi just as long as you meet the number of points that they, they require, language, financial status, educational background and all, if you meet those points, then you are already eligible and one to two years, you can already move here. Whereas I, I believe with the recent update, uh, with the recent changes that they have done with the program, it's, there is still a Manitoba provincial nominee program, but they are more specific, I guess. They needed more skilled workers, people with higher educational background. So ganun. Medyo mahigpit na siya compared mm-hmm. before. All right. You tell us about this point system, no? Mm-hmm. Ang point system ba is parang, you know, you're allotted a number of points depending sa kung whether you pass their requirements or mm-hmm. not. Tapos pag you fulfill all of those points, parang pasok ka. Ano siya? Para siyang ano eh. Um, for example, for educational background, if you are only a graduate of, let's say, high school, let's say you are only given two points. If you're a graduate of a bachelor's degree, you are given five points. If you have a master's degree or something like that, you are given like 10 points. So the higher the points that you have, the better chances of you moving here. But now, I think with the recent changes, if I'm not mistaken again, <laughs> it's more of the higher points that you have, the more the makakapasaka or that you are eligible. You're going to compete with a lot of people. Eh. If that mm-hmm. person has higher points, then that person would be eligible first mas mata- mas mabilis siya makakapunta dito i guess you have to wait uh so are there a limited number of spots per year per province i think there is I- i'm so sorry i wish i could find information on that but mm-hmm. i know there is a limited amount kasi nga naghihigpit na rin siya but we still need a few more people pero 
it's not as much as before. But there is actually a new program for the listeners of the Greener Side. There is a new program, which is, as per my friends who moved using that program, it's actually faster. But it's also for a different province. So if you're thinking of getting to Toronto or Vancouver, it's not going to happen with this program. It's called the Atlantic um, Atlantic Immigration Pilot. It was just launched in 2017. Okay, Atlantic Immigration Pilot. Pilot. Yes. Could you tell us a bit, Mariano, kung ano ito, if you know about? Some- Actually, from the website, from the immigratecanada.com.ca, I'm not so sure if it's .com or .ca. But yeah, it's actually a new program that they launched, but this is for the smaller provinces. So they are focused on filling, siguro dagdag din ulit ng labor or ng tao sa mga provinces na ito. So it's focused on the provinces in the Atlantic region, which is the New Brunswick, um, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island. So these are the provinces that are, I guess, for us, the Filipinos, lesser known. Because we all know about Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> of, uh, of BC, of British Columbia, for Vancouver. But these are the smaller provinces. So this is actually where they need a lot of immigrants. Um, you can enter there either um, under work permit visa or student visa. Or if you have, because my friend was, the husband was already there. Uh, I think he entered as a, under a work permit visa. Pero nakuha niya din yung family niya uh, a year after. Mm, okay. Yeah. So with the Atlantic Immigration Pilot, hindi siya tulad ng provincial nominee program na parang visa siya. Mm. So you can get into this Atlantic Immigration Pilot either by being a student or having an employer. I believe Tama so, ba? if I'm not mistaken. Kasi yun yung nabasa ko din sa website nila, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry. No, okay lang, okay lang. Yeah. So we'll, uh, for anybody who wants to check that out, we have the links in the show notes for both programs. Mm-hmm. So, Marian, what did you need to prepare for for you to be able to move to Canada and as well as your friends? What do you have any idea of what they needed to prepare for? Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know about my friends, but I can definitely tell mm-hmm. you about mine. For the provincial nominee program, um, I believe I needed to secure first, of course. Uh, proof of educational background, so that includes diplomas, even my grades from I uh, know from high school. I had to go. To, yes, they needed it. I I don't know kung bakit, pero they needed my grades for at least actually uh, it's for the whole four years of high school. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was actually very difficult. That was the most difficult part of, for me because. Ang tagal ko na nag-graduate ng high school. <laughs> so I don't even know kung paano nakuha ng parents ko. But yeah, they were able to secure it. But that's one thing that's very difficult about it because you have to secure that. But aside from that, you also have to provide proof of um, the jobs that you had at least the last five years, for the last five years. And then, of course, you have to pass IELTS. So there was reading, um, speaking, listening, and writing. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 writing. So all those you have to pass and then show money. Uh-huh. So uh, there is actually a money required for you to show them. It, it's actually parang ano lang, you just need to secure a certificate from a bank that you have this certain amount. If I'm not mistaken, it was at least 10,000 Canadian dollars, so roughly around almost half a million. Mm-mm. But it was just actually just a proof na parang you can support yourself in case na wala kang mahanap na work. Kasi yun nga yung difference ng provincial nominee program. You don't have 
a secured job pagdating mo. So, ikaw pa yeah. yung maghahanap. So, basically, parang binibigyan mo sila ng proof na I can take care of myself for the next two months if in case wala pa akong mahanap ng work. And actually, that's also one thing that the the person who nominates you have to uh, also provide that that person can give you food and shelter for the next two months. If I'm not mistaken, two to three months. <laughs> parang ganon. So that, uh, yeah, parang hindi ka, ano, magpapabayaan. Parang ganon. Mm-mm. So it pays to know someone from the provinces of Canada if you really want to get into this program. Kasi otherwise, you can't. Yeah, well, you can enter as a student. That's one thing that's very also, I think it's the fastest one as well. Pero medyo mahal. Mm-mm. Mapapagastos ka talaga. Uh-uh. Tapos, Marian, are there any particular occupations na mas pinaprioritize para makapasok ka sa either provincial nominee or sa Atlantic immigration pilot? Um, I'm not sure about the Atlantic, but for the provincial nominee, I believe they prefer the ones that are related sa mga sa nurses, yung mga ganun. But they're, they're not really particular. As long as you have a job for the last five years, they're really not specific. Mm-hmm. Hindi sila masyadong particular kung ano yung trabaho mo. As long as may trabaho ka for the last five uh, years. Kasi I was actually just working at a uh, call center. So, okay. with, yeah, mm-hmm. with that, I was able to move. Um, hindi naman ako professional, like, hindi ako teacher or hindi ako nurse. I guess, medyo mas mabilis lang. Kasi meron din sila ng sinasabing sa federal, yung express. Which is, I think, yun yung medyo specific na may mga certain na hinahanap sila na skilled workers and during the orientation program for the new new um, comers new immigrants sorry <laughs> I'm thinking about the, the term kasi yun yung ano eh sa mga new immigrants meron kaming dinadaalan na one week or two weeks na orientation like they're introducing you to the things that you would encounter while moving yun nga and dun nakilala ko yung ibang Filipino na nag-move and most of them were nurses and they were for under the provincial uh, sorry the federal kasi mm-hmm. nurses sila uh, so mas mabilis sa kanilang makaano lipat okay i see and itong uh, provincial nominee program no it's not uh, limited to filipinos only it's applicable for mm-hmm. anybody mm-hmm. any citizenship yes yes okay so begin mo naman kami ng tip marami kasing gustong parang canada is the place to be right mm-hmm. now and it's the aspiration of a lot of Filipinos to move into. So for anybody who wants to move to Canada, what advice could you give them? Well, it pays to know someone. Yun nga. It pays to know someone here because it's faster. There are so many programs that, that can help you if you know someone that can nominate you for yun nga, nomination programs. And I guess it also is helpful for you to check the website. Kasi um, there is a website, immigratemanitoba.com, and then there's canada.ca. So those are legit websites of Canada. So they actually have a lot of programs that you can take advantage for to move here. So hindi lang yung mga nabanggit ko, there's actually a lot. <laughs> I guess the respective um, states or provinces there would have their respective websites as well. The same as Canada, uh, Manitoba does, yeah? Yes. Um, you can go to Canada.ca first, siguro, and then just check on the immigration. And then eventually, they, it would give you the options to immigrate, and then you can find the provinces. Because there's also for Quebec, 
there's for Manitoba or for the provincial nominees. So there's express entry and then you may family then. So there's actually a lot, um, a lot of options that you can take advantage. That's a good thing about it. Wow. Okay. Lots of options. All right. Canada.ca or immigration Manitoba or immigrantmanitoba.com. Immigrantmanitoba.com. Tapos, Marian, how long pala did the whole process of yung from when you gathered your documents and then submitted them to immigration, how long was it a timeline for you to actually receive your visa? Less than two years. Oh, so it took years. Actually, it should only be around a year. Parang ganon. Kasi the friend of my uh, kuya got here, we, we submitted almost the same time. Nauna lang siguro siya sa akin ng ilang buwan, like one to two months. Pero he was able to move a year er, before me. So, mm. medyo mabilis lang sa kanya. Mabilis siya itong magasikaso. <laughs> so, mm. depende sa iyo. So, sa akin kasi medyo tumagal siya kasi um, yun nga, kinilangan ko pang hanapin yung records ko from high school. I had to request that. So, it took me almost two years to move. Ah, so two years from when you started actually gathering your documents. And actually moving. Ah, okay. Tapos, nung nasubmit mo na yung lahat ng yun, how long was the waiting game for you to receive your uh, visa? I think the waiting game was six months, I would say. Mm. So, uh, in like a year, so ginawa ko lahat yung mga documents, IELTS, lahat na yun. Submit na lahat-lahat. Kasi ang mangyayari is that you submit first the documents needed by the province. So once you have been accepted by the province, the province would nominate you. I mean, yeah, would nominate you. And then essentially, you'd need to submit the documents that are needed by Canada. Mm. So there are fees, actually. So there's a fee that you have to pay for the province. And there's a fee for you to pay for the ca- for the country, for Canada. So after noon, six months. I think less than six months, I think. Okay. So yung payment mo for uh, both Manitoba and for Canada itself, that is not included in the show money. That's no, separate. No, that's separate. Yeah. Mm, okay. All right. That's good to know. And wow, grabe. In just a short time frame, you were able to move to Canada and quite early too. 2015, tama ba? Yes. Yeah. So, anong province mo ulit, Marian? Uh, Manitoba. Oh, and in the Philippines, where... Oh, sorry, the Philippines. Uh, Bicol, Sarsogon. Ayan. Okay, yeah. From Bicol to Manitoba. So, nung nag-move ka, how was it? How was the, the shock of being <laughs> from a tropical island to being suddenly maybe ah. in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> that was actually my biggest adjustment. Kasi I moved here... Uh, first day of autumn. So I, I really remember it. So malamig na siya. So that was the biggest adjustment. Lalo na kasi the province, Manitoba, is actually famous for being cold. <laughs> it's a cold, malamig dito. Really? The city itself, the city where I live, it's uh, the name is Winnipeg. But we, you know, it's a joke na tinatawag namin siya as Winterpeg. Because it's like nine months of winter. We only get three months of sun. <laughs> And yung three months na yun, mainit pa yun. Mainit na mainit. At talagang extremes. Mm-mm. Yes. So, nung nagpunta ka dyan noong autumn, di ba meron pang ano, wala ba nung mga last vestiges of summer? Wala bang ganong init? Wala na. Medyo dumating ako dito, one digit na eh. So, parang ah, mga nine, <gasps> ganun na. So, palamig na ng palamig na siya. And mm. the weather here is actually really crazy kasi... 
like January to March, we get up to negative 40. Oh my gosh. Yes. I had experienced that. And then the snow would go up to your knees. Mega non level. <laughs> uh, well, at least my knees. I'm, I'm five. So yeah. Uh, ko na. <laughs> Ewan ko sa inyo. <laughs> yeah. Sa leg na. Leg. <laughs> so yun. Um, dumating din yun. And then on, during summer naman, umaabot kami ng 30 plus. Like 38. Ang wild. I know. Grabe. That was my biggest adjustment. Yeah, I bet. I heard that if it's negative 40 degrees, parang you can't even smile daw. Kasi yung parang yung veins sa cheeks mo magbaburst or something yes. at magdudugo. That's true? Uh, well, I don't know about dudugo, but you you can barely do anything. Kasi balot na balot ka na. As in, talagang kailangan balutin na sarili mo from head to toe. And then, matalang yung nakalabas. Tapos yung mata mo na nakalabas, dahil sa sobrang lamig, iiyak-iyak ka. So, mag-perform yung tears mo. So, yung tears mo, mag-icicle ice, pa. Ganon kahirap. <laughs> Ang winter, yeah. It's your K-Drama Tita, Tito Marian, inviting all my fellow K-Drama fans to check out Tita Talks Podcast, where all we talk about every Tuesday is K-Drama. Available on all podcast platforms, powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Sarangi! <laughs> yeah, it, uh, gosh, and pa winter na jan, so I'm scared. Because <laughs> last year we kind of had a break from the winter, because lahat kami work from home. But this time, since nagbalika na, I'm scared again of winter. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So you're working there. That's what was your full time job again? Um, I work for an insurance company, so um, we take care of claims, panagadan. Mm-mm. And I suppose that most of your colleagues are also Canadians, are they? No, surprisingly, most of them are Filipinos. Adalaga? Wow. Yes. <laughs> that was actually the good thing about it. Because, I guess, this province itself, marami ng Filipino. So, mm-hmm. I don't even know if we can consider ourselves as minority, pero <laughs> but every corner that you go to, may Filipino. So, sa work ko, karamihan ng kasama ko sa team are Filipinos. Mm. Okay, could you tell me a bit about yung na-experience mong work culture dyan sa Canada, no? As opposed to what was your experience back in the Philippines, if you remember? I think the biggest difference that I could say na difference dito sa Canada at sa Philippines in terms of work culture. Very independent dito yung mga tao. Eh. Hindi siya katulad sa atin that we have to interact with other people na may chismisan time. Dito mm-hmm. kasi, like, I don't know about other job, pero sa amin kasi, yung work namin is very independent. So you you just basically sit in your desk, tapos yun nga, trabaho ka lang ng trabaho. They don't have the chismisan time. Mm-hmm. Hindi naman siguro papagalitan, pero it's a culture na rin na hindi ka makikipag-chismisan sa ano mo, sa kakilala mo, oh, kahit na parang gano'n. Oo. Hindi siya yung parang katulad sa atin na nakita lang kayo sa may elevator, ang tagal nyo na nagkikwentuhan, di ba? Walang gano'n. Medyo ano sila, focus talaga sa work. But the good thing is that, dahil nga dito medyo progresibo, di ka rin makaka-experience sa culture natin na yung parang 
may boss ka talaga. Dito, ingat na ingat sila eh. They, they try to be as politically correct as much as possible. So, talaga? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, medyo ano siya. Yun yung good thing naman siguro. Kasi, hindi siya yung katulad sa atin na yung culture natin, di ba, medyo pag-boss ka, medyo mataas. Dito, may hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Dito, although boss ka, hindi ka pwede nilang parang utos-utusan mo sila or something like that. And I love that in Canada, we actually have training on work culture, on mga parang how to balance work and, and stuff like that. Ang daming mga pa-training na ganun. Ah, ganun? Mm-hmm. So, am I right in assuming na mas maganda yung work-life balance mo dyan compared to before? Hindi ko rin masabi kasi nga medyo focus talaga sila sa work. So, ah, pag work, work talaga. And after work, hindi ka tulad sa atin na may gala pa yung magkaka-opisina, di ba? Dito hindi masyado kasi the good thing about Canada as well is that hindi ka lilimitahan sa isang trabaho. You can take as many jobs as you can. And a lot of Filipinos are actually into two jobs. Oh, is that so? Yes. Well, at least the people that I know have at least two jobs. So, maganda siya in a way na hindi ka lilimitahan sa isang source of income. But yun nga, dahil a lot of people are working two jobs, wala ka nung masasabing gala with your colleagues or yung mga teammates mo sa ano, office. Kasi yun nga, pero pa silang ibang job or yung iba, hindi sila mahilig sa ganong social gatherings. <laughs> well, at least with the last yeah. two, three jobs that I've been to, Parang ganun yung naging culture. Okay, so legal dyan. Completely legal mm. to have more than uh, one job. Mm-hmm. You can actually have two full-time. Really? Yes, I know someone who works two eight-hour jobs. <gasps> Boy, pa naman siya. <laughs> yeah. That's How actually my question. That? Yun yung din tanong ko sa kanya. Every day, na paano niya nagagawa yun? Oh, <laughs> two oh, eight-hour jobs. Oh my gosh. Well, he already resigned sa amin. So, medyo focus na na sa isa. Pero for a while, oh, for a while, I think more than a year, he was working for two full-time jobs. Oh my gosh. Medyo, <laughs> that would take its toll on someone's mental health. Mm-hmm. And yeah, speaking of which, you, we grew up in a tropical country. And apart from malamig nga dyan at may winter, di ba? Ano, kapag winter kasi, di ba, parang you can barely feel the sunlight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, did you experience any struggles with uh, your mental health at that time? Especially during winter? Yes. I actually went through a depression stage, which actually was already informed to us. Kasi nga, I, I, I told you about uh, the new immigrants training that they had. So they actually invite you to do that because that's how you learn about the things that you will go through. And one of the things that was discussed during that training was that you would actually go through a stage of depression. Kasi nung simula, dahil kararating pa lang namin, you feel happy, you're excited, you're hopeful. But then afterwards, you would feel depression. And that's normal. Yun yung sinabi sa amin. That's normal. You will go through depression. You will question your decisions and things like that. And yeah, I actually went through that. I had a stage where I was really depressed. And the fact that nine months coming malamig, walang araw, it was so depressing for me kasi yun nga, sanay ka sa may araw eh, sanay kang masaya, nakakagala, dito mahirap gumala kasi malamig. Mm-hmm. Diba? Tapos struggle pa yung magbabiyahe ka tapos or mag- mag-drive ka. 
kasi delikado din. So, there was a stage na dumadin ako ng depression. Mm, okay. Yeah. The experience was similar for me on my first year here. Mm. No, na parang, yun nga, after the honeymoon phase, mm, yeah. medyo parang my face ko na na, it's sinking in na, okay, I'm in a completely different country and I'm all by myself. Mm-hmm. At least you had your brothers, pero at the same time, the struggle of being in a completely new environment is very shocking to the system. Yeah. Apart from what we talked about, no, what other things about Canada or Manitoba living in there surprised you or took some time to get used to? I actually am still here. <laughs> whenever people would greet me, mm. uh, strangers would greet me. And it's actually normal here. Yung parang nagkatagpo lang kayo or na-meet na- mo lang siya sa door, by the door, parang ganun. They would greet you, good morning or something, hello, parang ganun. Have a good day, parang ganun. Sa Philippines kasi, di ba, pag binati ka ng ganun, it's two things, di ba? It's either that person is hitting on you or gustong kunin yung wallet mo. <laughs> so, di ba? So, that was actually the first thing na medyo, na ano, ni bago kasi sa Philippines, dere-derecho ka lang ng lakad mo eh. Wala kang bati-bati sa kusino makakasalubong mo dito. Pag minakakasalubong ka, it's almost impolite in a way na hindi mo siya batiin. Mm. Kasi pag babatiin ka niya eh, babatiin ka ng tao. Lalo na yung mga Canadians talaga, they would really greet you. Even across the street, they would greet you. Basta nagkatagpo kayo, <laughs> nagkatingin ng kayo, one has to greet. And the other one talaga. will ask to greet back. So yeah. <laughs> I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> yeah, I think same yung culture natin ha, since pareho yung colonizer natin, the British. Mm-mm. So dito rin, here in New Zealand, yung mga tao din, they will greet you. They will make small talk. Ay, yung parang, di ba? Ay, hirap na hirap ako dun. Una-una, mag-English ka pa. <laughs> Ang alawa, hindi mo rin alam ko ano sasabihin mo. Yung magka- magkasama lang nga sa elevator, kailangan mo pa mag, ano, yeah, it's a good day. Pag, oh my God, ayoko, don't talk to me. Yeah, the weather's nice. Mm-hmm. Ganun. <laughs> Kaya nga dito lagi ako naka-earphones para kunwari, busy ako, hindi kita naririnig. Ayoko ito ko sa I I um I understand now why people say that you know you always talk about the weather with um people you don't know. Kasi sa Pinas naman we don't talk about the weather because mm-hmm. the weather is always the same. <laughs> pero <laughs> pero dito at sakajaan naging mm-hmm. paiba-iba and so people would talk for hours just about the weather para mm-hmm. lang may para walang awkward silence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sa awkward silence na yun. Oo, same diyan. Dito, dito talaga, lalo na pag-Canadians ang kasama mo sa elevator. Pag-Filipino, it's okay. Parang we know na you don't have to speak. You know, don't, we don't have to talk about the weather or anything like that. If it's Canadian, they always find a way to make a small talk. Parang ganun. Na parang, yeah. oh, oh my God. <laughs> you, could almost, <laughs> you could almost feel people squirm internally. Oh. Pag, bakit ang tahimik? We need Mm-mm. to talk. <laughs> and, Yung uh, standard of living mo naman dyan, Marian, how different is it from when you lived in the Philippines? In terms of standard of living, ang pinakainahirapan ako dito, walang mga tindahan, walang sari-sari store. <laughs> Yun yung pinakaano, kasi you have to really buy the things that you need and you actually need a lot. Kasi nga, if, for example, bibili ka ng kamatis, hindi ka pwedeng bumili na katulad sa atin ng patingi-tingi. Mm. Kailangan mong pumunta ng grocery store to buy. And, 
those small things, yun yung medyo nananibago ako. Kasi sa atin, di ba, pag halimbawa, na-realize mo, nasa kalagitnaan ka pagluto, tapos na-realize mo, kulang ka pala ng, ng kamatis, bibili ka lang sa kanto, di ba? Dito, you mm-hmm. have to be sure that everything that you need for a meal is prepared, that your grocery is, uh, you have enough grocery. Kasi, ang hirap eh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ang hirap na hindi kailangan pang dumayo na hindi ka tulad sa atin na sa kanto nyo may tindahan, di ba? Sa kabilang kanto meron din. So that's mm-hmm. those are the small things that you just realize that it's different from the way you are living in the Philippines tapos pag nandito ka na. And I guess on top of that, medyo magastos ang buhay dito lalo na sa damit. Kasi we have four ah, seasons. Talaga. Diba? Mm-hmm. So, we have four seasons. So, you can't wear the same thing over and over. Hindi ka pwede mag-jacket na lang kasi you have to ha- wear something na makapal pero hindi naman ganun kainit pag autumn. Pero kailangan mo ng mas makapal at mainit pag winter. So, parang yun. <laughs> Medyo magasas mm-hmm. talaga siya. That's one thing that a lot of people, I guess, na may kamag-anak sa ibang bansa na di, di na-realize na mataas ang standard of living sa ibang bansa. Yeah, yeah, mataas ang sweldo in terms of Philippine pesos pero mm, ang gastos. ang ano rin gastos din mm. ay nako, napakamahal, Mm-mm. sobrang mahal. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess dumami na yung suitcase mo ng- ngayon compared to when you yes. moved there. Yes. Just ko Lord. <laughs> so winter jackets ko pa lang. Ang bigat mm-hmm. na, ang hirap na. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, for the most part, when people outside of Canada hear about Canada, it's all the good things. It's about how progressive you are, and it's about how the standard of living there is so high, and just about how everyone is happy there. So, could you shed some light? Ano ba yung mga hindi namin nakikita na nangyayari sa Canada? Definitely the first thing, I guess, that you have to know the bad thing about being here is that we still face racism. It's not as as much as the other countries, but there is still racism. Like recently, there is a video that trended here in Canada. The Filipinos were, parang may, may sinabing masama sa mga Filipinos. So that trended. So it is actually still something that is happening in Canada. Although the most of the people are friendly, and talagang, you know, they try to be as politically correct as possible. But there are. There are still cases of racism. Mm, did you yourself experience any form of this? There is actually, but I didn't hear it. This is a, a, a weird story. So, um, so I was actually a newbie. So current job ko. So I was in a training. So it's a, a mix of different people from different races. So one of my co-trainees is a Canadian and I didn't hear it personally, pero the other Filipinos with me saw and heard that person mocking me. Really? Yeah. Mocking you? Mocking my English. <laughs> I am bad. I guess thankful ako na hindi ko siya napapansin kasi hindi ko talaga na-experience yung ano sa akin. Pero that made me realize kasi I, I was already here for two years na at that time. Mm. And I've mm-hmm. never experienced a racism before that. But when that mm-hmm. I was told na ganun niya yung ginagawa behind my back kasi nasa likuran ko siya nun eh. So hindi ko talaga nakikita yung ginagawa niya. Pero the other Filipinos with me saw it. Yun, doon ko na-realize, ah, uh, may, may case pa nga. May case pa rin talaga ng mga hindi talaga 
okay. <laughs> And it makes you wonder, no? Na you don't really see it Mm-mm. in front of you. Mm-mm. But is it happening in behind your back? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. But yeah. I, it's a good thing that it's a it's a, a unique instance mm-hmm. and that it doesn't happen often. Yeah, fortunately, naman hindi naman siya nangyari lagi. Like it's just one. That's the first and so far the last instance that mm-hmm. I've experienced. Actually, hindi ko nga niya experience. But yeah, it was told that that happened. Mm-mm. But you know, Brian, do you see yourself? I think I see you living there for the long term. Forever, do you see yourself living there for a long, long time? Honestly, I think if I would not like have any family na sarili ko dito, I would move back. Really? Yes. Ah, uh, probably ano lang. Siguro pag winter nandun ako sa Pilipinas. <laughs> pag summer <laughs> nandun is... sa Pil- Pilipinas dito naman ako. <laughs> so so nine months ka na sa Pilipinas. Oh, parang ganon. Siguro something snow pag medyo malamig na, okay, balik na ako na Pilipinas. <laughs> parang ganon. Mm-hmm. The weather talaga dito is is crazy. That's the only thing na medyo problema. Kasi yun nga, you get to experience. Manitoba is not as crazy as the big cities. Like Toronto, hindi kami ganun ka-busy. So, medyo probinsya pa kami. So, medyo chill pa yung buhay dito. So, that's one thing that I love about it as well. Pero, yun nga, ang weather talaga. <laughs> ang hirap. Talagang deal breaker siya. Mm-mm. So, that, that's the thing that makes me think that I may not stay here forever. Like, I would probably stay here for a couple of months. Tapos, balik ulit ako ng Pilipinas. <laughs> ah, oh, 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 oh. Are you're not thinking about moving to somewhere more temperate? Like I don't know, is Vancouver more temperate? I was actually planning to move to Toronto. Honestly, mm. I was thinking about it because the first few years that I experienced really crazy winter, napapaisip talaga ako na mag-move na ako sa Toronto kasi they have better weather. Good <laughs> eh. Eh, ang problema naman doon, Manila style doon eh, mabilis yung bagay, mabilis yung uh, ano, galawan ng mga tao. So, I don't know, maybe, I'm not saying ano, na forever na ako dito sa Manitoba, but we don't know. <laughs> okay. Oo, so Pinas pa din. Yes, Pinas pa rin. Uwi pa rin tayo. <laughs> Oo, miss ko na nga ang Pinas. So, matatanong nga kita, Marian, is the grass greener in Canada? Yes, it is greener here. Much greener. Much greener, especially in terms of healthcare. Is it free? Free healthcare? Free healthcare. Um, the first time I experienced, uh, I had appendicitis. So when I had the operation, after the operation, I just walked out. Wala kong binayaran, wala kong kailangang fill up ang form. Umalis na ako wow. ng hospital. And is that government paid or HMO? Government. Oh my gosh, wow, yeah. that's amazing. I, I know. And um, after that, kasi hindi ako makakapag-work. So, uh, well, the other operations that I had, I wasn't able to work for a month. And mm-hmm. I was given by the company um, salary. May salary pa rin ako. Wow, mm-hmm. ang ganda. And the best part, actually, is that if you got laid off, which actually happened last year, a lot of people got laid off, the government gives you support. Wow. Whether it's a pandemic or not, they will mm-hmm. give you support. If you got laid off, okay. But resign, if you resign, ka, that's a different thing. But if you got laid <laughs> off, yeah, they will support you for at least 
I think a max of month one year. <gasps> they will give you of, basic minimum, minimum of course, minimum mm-hmm. income, so that you have money while you are looking for a new job. Yeah, and that's what we need. No, that's what our country needs, like a, a safety blanket, like a security blanket. Na kapag wala kong trabaho, may sweldo ka mm-hmm. para you know you're empowered to look for a job. Mm-hmm. But that's really, really good to hear. <laughs> oh my gosh, pwede ba ano na lang? <laughs> Lipat na lang ako jan. <laughs> Kunwari ako si Marian, tapos dito ka sa New Zealand. Exchange program. <laughs> oh, exchange program tayo. So, thank you so much, Marian. I-plug natin mm-hmm. ang iyong podcast, Tita Talks Podcast. Yes. Go for it. Yeah, so if you are into K-drama or just starting out in the K-drama world, please check out my podcast. It's called Tita Talks. It's mainly because I talk a lot about K-drama. So I do K-drama reviews. I talk to guests about their K-drama journey and stuff like that. So yeah, it's Tita Talks is available on all major streaming platforms. Yes, and catch us on our episode about hometown cha-cha-cha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coming up soon with Mish Conceptions. Yes, that would be the... Tuesday, 26th? On the 26th of October. October. Yeah. Yes, ayan. And if you like this show, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. So, kakabukas ko lang ng TikTok. So, empty pa yan. <laughs> or you can email us at thegreenersidepodcast at gmail.com. So, thank you everyone and see you in the next two weeks. I'm Kring Laxon with Marian and this is The Greener Side. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 